This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Okay, the final score in this afternoon's seven-side derby. It finished Cardiff City 2, City 0. And I tweeted uh, just after the game, our injury-ravaged team did okay, but we lost. And that makes it five defeats in the last seven games, which ain't good. Interestingly, in the previous 13 games between these two sides, there'd be no draws. In fact, Cardiff was 7-6 ahead Well, this afternoon's victory. Uh, has made it eight. But not really surprising when you look at the injury crisis that is just getting beyond a joke now. I'm pleased to be joined by my regulars, uh, Mark and uh, Ian. Uh, you first, Mark. What You know, we've got to talk about the injuries because we, they're, dropping like, they're dropping like flies at the moment, aren't they? And it was a, it was a makeshift side. So what were, your, what were your thoughts going into the game and immediately after? Uh, thoughts going into the game was who's Tommy Backwell that we had on the bench and I found out that he was uh, uh, a 20-year-old midfielder, so another guy that's been promoted up from the academy, so good good for him, uh, but there's a reason behind that. And surprise, surprise, another injury. Of course, we were aware that Hayden Roberts had got a knock against Ipswich, Andy King had done his hamstring, we knew those were two, doubt, two were doubtful, and lo and behold, Matty James also got an ankle injury uh, against Ipswich, taking our, uh, our long list up to 12 injured players, which is just beyond our wildest nightmares. Anyway, um, the, the, the game, close, close game, not a lot in it. Uh, Cardiff had a bit more physicality. Their bench really won the game in the second half. Um, City lacked quality, but they didn't lack effort. But when you're switching the team around like we that we've done, left, right, and centre, and you've got a, quite a weak bench, that was the difference. Mm. Poor defending cost us both goals, and there wasn't a lot lot of difference between the sides. Um, for a team, you know, with all the with all our injuries and and the recent defeats against a team like Cardiff, who'd uh, who'd had an excellent 
run uh, at home. Very strong home team. We're in the playoffs. Didn't look a lot to be between the sides. You could see that. You could say, "Wow, was it a missed opportunity?" But be quite honest. I think. Um, I think we 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 can we we can argue with with that based on okay. uh, what we're suffering at the moment. No quality. Okay. No goal scorer. Pro- yeah. Problems passing in the final third. That's it. It's and that's a that's a message. Ian, 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 you know, before the game, you know, we we were chatting. I don't think we knew that, that there were the other injuries, and I question whether Tommy was hundred percent fit. Otherwise, he'd have started. But goodness me, you know, it the the crisis is a crisis at Ashton Gate in every respect now, isn't it? With the injuries, but it's the pressure's building on Nigel. Steve Lansdowne's not talking to anybody, but what, what what were your thoughts going into the game? Lucky if we come out of this without a hiding. And in actual fact, we did okay in inverted commas. We didn't do okay, we lost. And I'm getting very much the same as Nigel Pearson, who I quote directly after the game. I'm getting fed up of hearing about it. And so am I. And I'm not getting paid a massive salary uh, to watch it. Or in fact, it's costing me money. So um, we've got a squad of first team squad of 27, four of whom are goalkeepers. Now, that first team squad of 27 isn't all senior pros. It includes Knight LaBelle, who I thought did well when he came on. It includes uh, Rafa Roya, who seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth. Uh, Includes Eamon Benarus, who's still not back, but I understand he is back training. So of those uh, of that squad of 27, we've got one goalkeeper injured and we've got 11 outfield players injured, which leaves us with 11 fit players, including the kids that are in there. So this is very, very serious. And if I was Steve or John Lansdowne or the the, uh, chief operations officer, Tom, I'd be getting everybody in a room. And by the everybody, I mean the management team, and saying um, wh- what the actual uh, is going on, because we seem to be getting injury after injury. They're, they're never minor. Mm. It takes a long time for players to recover. I mean, I, I'll give you a classic example. Before uh, last week, Nigel said Naki Wells is closest to coming back. Cardiff be a bit too soon, but he's closest to coming back. He was asked the question after the game, is anybody close to coming back? And he said, um, Zach Viner and Cal Naismith. Now, I think Cal Naismith is lined up to play an under-21 game next week. Now, could we do with him back? Yeah, we could do with them all back. Uh, But we've got an awful lot of problems. Um, And as Ross has commented on the feed, um uh, real lack of creativity strikers starving the service could the board pull, pull the trigger if we lose to wednesday well it's all very well pulling the trigger it's not going to uh, make it and, better Ian. it's not going to make it better well that's well that's what but the trouble is that's what boards do they do it because the other alternative is far too expensive they'd have to get rid of all the players and bring in another load of players and they can't do that so they think right we'll get rid of the manager but it's no good getting rid of Nigel Pearson, if we retain all the same, you'd have to get rid of Pearson, all his coaches, the medical team, the whole lot, because something down there is seriously wrong. Now, I don't pretend to know what it is, 
right. but you can't have this continual at the start of the season and this isn't being oh, yeah, let's, the get, let's get let's, let's talk about the injuries and what have you at the end let's get you get back into the uh in, into the into the match action what it was i mean mark no, I, I thought let, I'll, I'll go back to mark on the first thing and i'll come to both of you for the for the goal separately uh mark early on i thought we did i thought we did okay you know cornick was looking lively up there i mean sykes you know, he's he's turning into be a more versatile player than a winger. He was featuring on the left, yeah. But we had we did we didn't start the game too badly, did we? No, we got um, a couple of good chances uh, in the first three minutes. Mametti had the ball on the left side, pushed it in uh, with his right foot to Harry Cornick, went outside the player, and he curled it. And I think uh, Olnick got a slight touch. Yeah. And pushed the ball, pushed the ball wide for a corner. The corner was recycled. Sykes beat a couple of players, played it to Dicky, but he's leaning back, slices the ball over the bar. Um, but a good start from Sissy. Yeah, Ian um, Dicky, he's proving to be in that group of players that you would say is a good signing. Um, he took one for the team uh, when he took down. Uh, uh, is it is it Callum? Is it Callum Robinson? I get Callum Robinson and Callum Wilson mixed up, but. You know, when you commit a foul like that early on in the game, you're on tenterhooks for the rest of it, aren't you? You are, but God help us if he gets injured um, because he seems to be, uh, touch wood, I'll call it a rock at the heart of that defence. Mm. Um, and Bristol City played, I thought we were the better team today for lots of the game. If you took a middle chunk of the game, we were the better team for lots of it until we completely ran out of puff and the second goal killed us. As Mark yeah. said, the defending for the second goal was Parks. I mean, oh. he's walked past, uh, was it Knight and Cornick? Yeah, the left-hand um, side. And he was going away from goal when he did that. And and then you start thinking, well, what was Cornick even doing over there? Although, when I looked at the team before today, I in my mind, I thought, well, yeah, I can see what he's doing. And that's how you organise those players. The team, the way it lined up was completely different from what I thought. Um, and we, we had at least four, if not five players out of position on top of the people that we've lost. So if you're looking for a recipe for uh, confusion, um, but I don't think we were any worse worse than we normally. Well, I thought we, we were better. We've just got, yeah, if nothing, we've got nothing in the final third. No. We haven't got we overhit overhit passes like mad or underhit them and our crossing is dreadful. So how people expect Tommy Conway to you know come on and make a difference, I got no idea. Okay, Mark, you were raising your hand there. Yeah, I think the word is we're competitive in as much we stay in games like we did against Ipswich the other night that was like a basketball game. Today, we stayed in games because they didn't have much quality. And they, I think they were happy to let us have the ball in the second half. And there were some good, there were some good moments, uh, especially from Jason Knight, partly to an extent from Mark Sykes. But once, and Taylor Garner, Hitman, maybe, you know, but once those frees influenced Waynes, when there were changes from the bench, um, forced what will come to it, we really lo lost our way. But a couple of things that I saw um, that we, I mean, we coming to, if we look, look at the game chronologically, we, we got poor touch in good areas. There were two times a day when Mimetti burst forwards 
And his first touch was, was really poor. Luckily, the ball got pushed straight out to Jason Knight at a chance. The second, Yaboa, acres of space, building up for our own half through the middle. But he's pushed the ball five yards in front of him. It's almost like he's really excited to be in so much well, space. But like because a, he's pushed, he's like because he's, yeah, because one of his touches is just too hard. Of course, one of their players comes straight in and we're defending back again. Yeah. Just some of the basic things, you know, that are coming out of defence. Poor decision-making. Right. Uh, right. Cornick did it. A few players did it. Easy passes to players in space don't go to them and we lose the ball. Okay. Very Some very poor. OK, we started well, but a bit like against uh, Ipswich, the the, 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 the other team got more into it. Ian, the, the first goal, um, Max O'Leary, I was calling him Steve Phillips the other day, wasn't I? <laughs> sake, I don't know what I was doing there. Max O'Leary, he got pelters for the one he let in against... Uh, Ipswich, although he did decent saves either side of that, so on percentages he was ahead. Um, it's a corner. Should he have got that? Well, he he, he shouldn't have got the header. Um, That's what I mean. But, but should he have got? I'd I'd be asking the question. Possibly he could have come out into that melee uh, and had a punch of it. But to be honest, you wouldn't expect uh, Perry and G to be um, unmarked. About what was he eight ten yards out? Yeah, he, he was unmarked, wasn't he? Because there was enough of yeah. our players there. But so once you jealous. and would you want him? You know, he comes out. He, you're not going to win as a keeper because you come out that far, try and punch it and don't get it right, and it hits the guy in the face and it drops over the line into the net. Everybody says, "Why didn't the idiot stay on his line?" So no, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily uh, fault Max O'Leary for that. Okay, that's, that's good because some people on Twitter were doing that. Let me ask you, Mark, same question. I mean, Max, he didn't have that much to do today, and what he did do, he did adequately. Well, with the with with the goal, the corners the corners come in from the right. I've I looked at it. It's funny because um, Rob Dickey actually jumps towards NG, but he has to jump over a player and can't get near him. Cornick doesn't get off the ground at all. No. Um, NG is Cornick's man. And he, he did that look. Remember, Liam Fontaine used to look up and raise his hands, you know, when he can see the goal. It was his fault. But he's just brushed past Cornick. Cornick's got to make a challenge. He's got to try and stand and make it difficult for the player to get onto the ball. He just brushes past him. He's right in the middle of the goal and he heads it through, yeah. through uh, O'Leary. You're not going to give away a penalty. Just jump yeah. up and yeah. jump backwards. Get in his way. Nobody's yeah, because what saying, normally happens is the player will head the ball up. He'll head the ball up because he can't concentrate on the ball. He had so much time to push it. Well, in. It, was it, was a, it, was good, it was a good header. Ian, should there have been a man on the post? Because that sort of seemed to be a bit of a gap between oh, Max that, and the post. That seems to have gone out of fashion in the modern game. Yeah. Um, nobody does it anymore. I mean... Years and years ago, there was always normally the fullback, uh, but there was at least one player on the post, if not two. Um, and the number of goals I've seen, I've seen scored that wouldn't have been scored if a side had a player on the post is unbelievable. But it's not in uh, the modern thinking. Mm. You know, it's a little bit like having a left-sided player on the left wing. I mean, good God, who'd want to do that? You think we'd be a bit more physical in those situations? That's, I well, think, we that's haven't, Mark. We haven't, you that's, asking people to be physical is like asking you to go up against Tyson Fury. 
you know it, it's not going to happen mate you you if you're physical if you've got somebody like dicky six foot four probably 13 and a half going on 14 stone yeah fine well, he, but did, but the thing is, he did his bit, but he wasn't near it. Where was where was the cover? There wasn't anybody else. Uh, who else is there in the, in the team? It was it was it was, who, it was Cornick, who else do you respect to edit? I mean, in fairness, that was the only problem we really had from a set yeah. piece all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was their and that was their strong suit. That was well, not allegedly. Yeah. that's their strong suit. So I don't, well, they, I don't they think that front. Well, you could say he led the line uh, in Mete. If, if leading the line is kicking is kicking lumps out of our players all over the pitch, that was that was what he did. He was he was quietly effective in in terms of racking up. But fouls. when you want to have a player like that rather than our. Powder yeah, fun. yeah. Not, if you're going to play, if, it, it was the same old thing. If you're going to play, if you're going to play four two three one, your one's got to do something. Ours doesn't. We haven't got a, a, somebody who's who's capable of holding the ball up. Well, we know well, that. He made, he made half time substitution. Tommy Conway uh, came on. Now I'm guessing Tommy was maybe only half fit. Um, you know, he, he, Tommy's not looking like the player who scored those two goals at Rotherham, Mark, is he? Well, he's not getting the ball. That's the problem. If you're not getting any service, what can you do with it? I think what we, you know, he might come on to the fact. I think he got he had one chance where he was going away from the goal. That was a half chance. We we blazed it blazed it wide, but really he didn't get any service. He he was forced wide looking for the ball, but like Ian alluded to earlier, the crossing was awful. It was uh, early crosses uh, from in front of the, the penalty area. We didn't get the ball. We didn't get the ball in my position behind them at all. Well, Sam Bell, I thought Sam Bell was indifferent as he has been for a week. But Ian, we talk about the service, right? Yet if you look at the two players in the middle, Taylor Garner-Hitman and Knight, now they're both tidy players. I thought Knight had a good game, maybe not quite as good as he did against it. Taylor Gardner-Hickman, I quite like him. He did lose the ball late on in our own half. I think he created that situation when he lost it, when it was four of theirs onto to two of ours. But, you know, we've got in front of those two, there's another, what, four players, right? Is the shape, is, and it's every week that we're getting this, that the men aren't getting the service. So do you have to start pointing the fingers at the training regime, injuries apart, yeah, Taylor Gardner, Hickman, Knight, both of those would get in the match day squad of every team, if not start in the division, I would say. Certainly Knight would, yeah, maybe. So I can't see him getting in Leicester's team. All right, other than, all right, let me caveat that by saying other than playoff teams, yeah, all right. But so two of our best players are. At fault because you expect the midfield to provide the service. Yes, no. Well, you, it's a combination of things. You expect good distribution from the back, which uh, our distribution is. I, I don't know whether the grass was a bit long today, but it. And I know it was heavy and it was wet over there. Um, and you know, modern pitches are a lot better than uh, the old ones were. But uh, a lot of our, I, I mean, Cam Pring scuffed. A lot of passes today, and they were inaccurate. Um, the two guys in midfield, I think, did okay, but we've got a lot of people out there doing okay. But answer me this question: How many, how many goal-scoring chances did we create? 
And the well, answer we to that is... Shots. We had eight shots and one on target. Well, yeah, we had two. I don't know if they counted it, the Cornet one, uh, in, the, you, in the second. You can have a, yeah, but you can have a shot. You can have a shot on target from 30 yards and the keeper can throw his cap on. Oh, yeah. And... and I can't. I remember their keeper making one one save, and it was a what I'll call it not a. It was a reasonable save. I won't even call it a good save. The one from night from distance, and that came from a misplaced pass from somebody. The Good number message. of times, the number of times we under hit or over hit passes, clip the ball out into space for Sam Bell, and it runs straight out for a goal kick, and and I'm. I really, it, it's something that you should be able to solve in training. Right. So the like the difference in golf between chipping a ball onto the green and smashing it 350 yards, yeah. you know, getting a, a nine iron on it or getting a a, a a chipper, and and I I just I don't like um, you know you don't like castigating individual players, but we keep doing it. All right, but when you don't like um, castigating individual players, and you know, I was criticised on OTIP for saying, "Oh, you won't say this to somebody's face." Well, no, I probably wouldn't any more than the person that said that wouldn't come and say it to my face. You know who you are, GC, right? You're absolutely clueless, right? But you know, on the training pitch, you'd think that we've got a forwards coach in Jason Yule and two defensive coaches in Nigel and um, and um, Curtis, yeah? We've never had a forwards coach down there before, have we? So you'd expect some sense of nous to be coming through, yeah? Would you not? Mark? I mean, I think you look at our play, and I think it, uh, Tomo may have picked up on this on the, uh, or Spudsky on the, on OTIP, was that the angles that we make when we're attacking, especially in wide areas, are quite poor. Players, if you watch it today, anybody watch, watch the game, sometimes players are on top of each other. They don't make it easy to play the next pass, to make an angle, to keep the, the ball moving. Very rarely do we do that. So what tends to happen is then the ball comes back today, um, for example, of a few chances, Joseph James. You get the ball in a wide area, there's nobody making making uh, a run for him to play the next pass. So we'll cross the ball early and the ball will come straight out again. And yeah. um, we'll try again. Somebody's got to make, got to, you know, they've got to play a one-two and work the ball into a wide area and try and get behind behind Cardiff to, to make, you know, to make the defenders face the wrong way or at least stretch them. We make it quite easy for teams to defend in terms of the way that we play. Mm. When we do play players into the into the front, I think you saw a couple of hard passes from Taylor Garner Hickman and uh, Jason Knight. Well, they'll hit a hard ball into a player on the edge of the area. We haven't got players who can trap the ball. It'll just bounce straight off and come out again. Just can't they yeah. can't hold the ball and turn. You have a Semenyo, fine. Trap that yeah. ball, turn take it past a player we don't do that okay. so we're yeah. very limited and we're making it difficult for ourselves Ian, when we do when we do yeah. go forward Ian, one of the well the most experienced player on the pitch captain for the day right uh again i will call him <laughs> the out of control speedboat arm pointer there we go thanks chris on it uh andy vyman you know he, he hit one over the top and he flashed a header over but uh, you know, you talk about leadership on the pitch, and it was interesting. Zach Viner was in the commentary box today, 
and he was saying Cal Naismith is a player that will chastise teammates if they're not on it. But goodness me, Andy Vyman, you know, you'd expect a bit more from your captain and most experienced player, would you not, Ian? Or am I being harsh? No, I don't think you're being harsh. He's completely out of form. Um, but who else have we got to pick? I mean, you could say, well, don't care, play one of the kids. You could do that. Um, but I think we know that there's a footballer in there because of what he's done previously. But at the moment, I, I don't like him playing on a wide of that three. You know, why not? I mean, you've got Mehmeti, who's a winger. You've got Sam Bell, who's right-footed. So why not play Sam Bell on the right wing? Mehmeti on the left, who, by the way, is also right-footed. But play Vyman behind the striker, yeah. which is where he scored all his goals. Mm. So why not do that? And he uh, but we he don't. Done that, could he not have done that today, though, Ian? Because, you know, yeah. you had Taylor Garner-Hickman and Knight as... The holding, you know, Knight is more of a bombing forward, but Taylor Garner-Hickman and Knight playing yeah. the holding roles. Vyman yeah. could have come in in that role, yeah, and done exactly what you said there, couldn't they? Really? Well, we could have played. We could have played with two strikers, which is what I would have done and gone for it. Um, and I certainly would do that against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, but it appears that Nigel's not having any of that. Um, and therefore, we go on doing the same as we've been doing, which is lose games with no quality and no cutting edge. Well, no excitement so, fans, yeah. And, and there really is my overwhelming emotion watching the team, particularly when I'm at Ashton Gate, is boredom. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just sat there and I am bored witless, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, because no, I, Ian, Ian, you, I can't... you see somebody get hold of the ball. You see somebody... In a, you, do you remember a, a pro player that came to my mind today? Remember Kevin Amanqua? Yeah. Well, the young lad, Yaboa, is putting me in mind more and more. And now, now before somebody said, well, Kevin Amanqua was a right back. Yeah, fine. Kevin Amanqua used to get the ball. He used to surge forward. He used to beat a couple of players. And we'd all go, whoa, whoa, hey, wow. And then he'd proceed to boot it right up the back of the East End. Yeah. Couldn't cross the ball for Toffee. No. And I finished up, I did, I think he finished up playing for Merthyr Tidville or somewhere. Yeah, now, it's Sutton for a while as well, I think. Well, we get, but we, I mean, Yeboah comes on and he always seems to want one or two more touches. He can't see a pass. He's quick. He's a good athlete. And if, if hard work was good work, I mean, I'd give him 11 out of 10 for his work rate. Yeah. Fantastic. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he doesn't, doesn't down. It's produce anything. You've said everything. Yeah, whenever your boa comes on, it's the same. It's more than a cameo because, you know, coming on for, what was he on today for? For tw 25 minutes, 30, right? It it does come down, surely it comes down to coaching where you say you're chasing players down really well, but just just think a bit, Ephraim. Just think, you know. Jason, he's a 17-year-old kid. Jason, you're pulling and, to one side and just say, yeah. you know, well, we've all had kids. You say they don't listen. Well, sometimes they do. Well, he's he's. What I'm saying is, he's 17, but he's only in the squad because of all these injuries. Mm. And and whatever we say about the team, it's going to come back to injuries. Yeah. Okay, Mark. Now, I mean, perhaps I mean, every team in every team in the division's got these. But I got absolutely pilloried when at the start of the season I said we need a bigger squad because we've always got four to six players out injured. And I was called all sorts and told I was talking, being negative 
and yeah. talking nonsense. Well, now look, we've well, got no, twelve. No, the, out. Is that the chickens have come over to roost for that very same point that you said, Mark. Well, let me ask have, Mark, and we have the money okay, to strengthen. Yeah, Mark. Um, quick word from you on Andy Vyman. He's out of contract in the summer, I believe. Is he? Yes. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Possibly. Yes. I wouldn't. No, if I wouldn't he, give him. I wouldn't give him another year. If he, no. if he paint, if he maintains the form, uh, okay, he might come in with six forms. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. If he doesn't improve, he's not helping his chances no. of getting the contract next summer. So maybe, maybe he'll become a match analyst on another podcast. I didn't say that, um, Mark. Alice Mametti, he's been, when he started that game at Sunderland, he was signed by Nigel for being the Maverick. This was an audition. I thought he showed one or two touches, but he was taken off two-thirds into the game. How did you rate Anis Mametti's performance today? Um, sim similar to, to Yeboa, in a way. Got into good positions, but his first touch is poor. Yeah, he can beat... beat Beat a couple of players, but then his 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 next his next touch is poor. It just championship football. It, it, you know, he 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 just wants he just wants too many too many touches. Uh, when Knight had that shot, it was because he lost the ball and we got the ball straight back. Mm. But he needs he needs space in front of him to run into, or he can he can finish like he did against Stoke. But you're not going to get gifts. You're not going to get uh, you know um, gifts like that every week. You know when you when you you're going to just side foot the ball in. He needs regular games that he's not going to get, unfortunately, um, because of the because of the situation that we're in. I really don't know. At the moment, he just doesn't look good enough. It's brutal sport. You get, you know, you yeah. get very. You, you you've seen it today. You know, with the players that we we, we you know plan to play, with uh, the likes of uh, Joe James getting cramp after about sixty minutes because the intensity of the game starts forcing forcing mistakes. I thought he did well you've today. Got, I thought Jamie has did got well. yeah whatever ability he's got, and I'm sure he's got banks of ability. You've got to take your chance. He's been given a chance. He's got to take it. And it's just not good enough, unfortunately. Yeah. But he's in. He was only. He only started today because of the injuries again. Yeah. Because yeah. Nigel would would uh, you know he promoted Yeboa over him on, uh, on for Wednesday's game. He preferred to bring Ephraim Yeboa on again. And today and we Joe can James. possibly see why. And Joe James mm. that the Messi, unfortunately, just isn't good enough. Yeah. No. And that's Sad, it. But so true. That that's it. Ian, um, how did you think Joe James played? And Sykes is sort of, I, I classify Sykes as a good signing. He was a bit poor prior to the international break, but, you know, today and against Ipswich, but your comments on the Joe James and the Sykes? I thought Joe James did okay. Um, he obviously cramped up in the end and they had to take him off, which was sensible. And they, they then reverted to the defence that I honestly tweeted uh, a couple of days ago that I would have actually started with. Um, so, uh, so you've got Campering back in his best position. Uh, Sykes, he actually looked better on the left today than he did when he moved over to the right, which surprised me. But I think by the time he moved over to the right, he was absolutely knackered. Um, so, yeah, Joe did Joe did OK. Uh, did let himself down. Uh, did hell of a lot better than... Um, Hayden Roberts did when he, he started against Coventry. Uh, so I'm quite sure that um, he, he'll be around. I mean, once again, uh, the lad's only around the squad because of all the injuries. 
but we haven't got anybody coming back anytime soon. I mean, you know, possibly if Zach and Cal Naismith come back, they make a massive difference, obviously. Well, they do but if they come back. Let, but they ain't going to make a massive difference in the no. final third. No, and that's, no, no. that's the problem we've got. That's true. I just want to read out some of the text comments here. Uh, picks up on players coming back because there ain't going to be for next weekend. We will lose next week if we only have the same players to pick from. That's Craig Ledman. Ross Edwards said he watched Southampton on Sky. We looked planets apart from that. Well, they were in the Prem last season. We're in a dogfight. Forget top 10. Matthew Seward, all this comes down to Pearson. No, I think it really all comes down to Mr. Lansdowne, to be quite honest with you. But uh, but there we go. Uh, you look you look at some, I think Vyman bears some responsibility as well because uh, with Joe James, because he, he didn't he didn't give Joe Joe uh, Joe any 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 opportunity right, to link he up with him. 20 odd goals in 21, If you're not getting the ball, just drop deep. Give give Joe James some options to play the ball to you. Didn't give him a chance to link no, to, no, to go to go nothing. wide at all. Absolutely so he spent nothing. he spent most he spent most of it of the game playing deep. And he was he was tidy. He was very tidy. Yeah. He was up against Cannon Robinson. Um, who didn't give him the run around, you know, he didn't, he wasn't found uh, wanting, he well, wasn't out Robinson of position. Off before he... Yeah, I think, I think he had a, he had a tidy game and it, and he just got found out by his, by his fitness, but you know, 60 minutes of a, of a local derby mentally is going to drain you as well as physically. And yeah. I think he did okay. He did okay. Um, well, he did okay. No problem Ian, at all. Um, Darren England was the uh, referee for that Liverpool Spurs game a few weeks ago when there was all that controversy with the VAR been on the naughty step he gets put in charge here I thought there was a couple of decisions of his that were pretty disgraceful to be honest I mean Gutas certainly pulled Yeboah's shirt late on would that have gone to VAR in the Premier League and then okay the game was lost but Tommy got thrown on the ground how did you rate Darren England today as a referee and would you would you in the Premier League would that Yeboah incident gone to VAR I thought he did pull his shirt, but what did you think? And that incident and the referee. I mean, the the VAR argument is a, a bit of an if you're anti, you know, yeah, um, should be your uncle. Um, we haven't got VAR, so there's very very little point in talking about it. Um, and the Conway one was right over on the touchline, and uh, yeah, might have been a free kick, might not. I don't think he's a very good referee, no. uh, and and I think. But there are quite a few of them about. But it wasn't Darren England's fault that we lost that game today. No, 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 no. Now, what did you think? Uh, of the so, I, I wouldn't, um, I, I wouldn't blame him. No, is that? I mean, he, he was pretty inconspicuous, other than those. Two I thought, I, I, um, the, the thing that annoyed me was Mete. I mean, it, it took him six fouls to get uh, before he was he was carded. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it, it was one ridiculous one. He'd already been booked, and then he, he tries. He decides the best way to get past Mark Sykes in our area is to push him five yards. I mean, he, he bowled oh, no, him that over. Was that was, that was uh, okay, it, it was it was quite yeah. comical. Then pretend uh, that nothing had happened. It, uh, yeah. it, it made me smirk but going back to your boa i think it would have been a soft penalty i don't think it was a penalty what i'm disappointed at for, for Ephraim, and he's up he's done it two or three times now when in very good positions or in decent positions he hasn't got a shot off or he hasn't he hasn't uh passed yeah. the ball you want to try and see him get an effort on goal he's got past one player and he was got to go inside just stab the ball do something 
just don't you know people you know nobody nobody will will give you pelters if you've had an attempt no well, you'll get, in fact you'll get a lot of cover because he's a 17 year old yeah. uh one of our own so you'll get a lot of cover for that but if he keeps making those you know making those decisions in good areas people will lose will lose yeah. a bit of patience yeah. just have a go have a go with the son you know yeah. We talked about the goal, or Ian brought it up uh, earlier on, and I don't want to delve into it again. I mean, the way Colwell went past uh, Knight and Cornick was pretty piss poor, to be honest. And the only thing I was going to mention about that, that was that lad's first goal in 19 months. And that's so many times. Well, look we, at, we, we always have that player that breaks his goal-scoring yeah. duck, don't we? Well, you got... You got him, and I think him and Ollie Tanner on the right hand side made a real difference. Their power and a bit of pace, but the goal, um, Sykes, all he's got to do is run up the line. We're in a good position. He could take the ball into their half. He could push the ball on. So we got a goal scoring opportunity. He plays a ball hard into to Taylor Garner Hickman. Hickman loses the ball. The ball's down our end. It's switched to the right. Tanner has a cro has a cross when they got about four players in the box. Dickey has to make a good block. Then from the corner, it misses everybody. Colwell is actually running away from the goal. And he's got Knight and Cornick for company who are facing up to him between the corner flag and the goal. One of them has got to challenge him. Mm. He he flicks it with, with his right with his left foot through them. Just walks towards the goal and then smashes it into the good, roof of the net. Finish. Now those that two, I'm sorry, it was a good finish, but those two, dear oh dear oh dear, your heads in was, shame, boys. it was yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. You've got to make a, you've got to make a challenge. Ian, these four players started for them, and I think uh, I know one of them's on loan, but Maite, Grant, Robinson, and Bowler, right? They're all bloody good championship players in the final third of the pitch, aren't they? And so. Have they paid money for any of these? Were these out of contract? I, I you know, I, I'm showing ignorance here, but you know, any of those would walk into our side in one of our front positions, wouldn't they? Brand uh, was a subject. He was he was bought by West Brom. They bought him from Huddersfield, and I think they paid 16 million for him. And and because I, I remember reading something where they were going to pay for pay for it over six years. And that's how long his contract was. Um, Robinson used to play for Preston, didn't he? Because he always used to score against yeah. us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they are, well, you've said it yourself. They're experienced championship players. Bowler always used to call us prob cause us problems when he yeah. played um, for Blackpool. I think he's actually on loan now from Forest because Forest bought him when they, they bought about 300 players at the start of last season. Um, and then they sent him out on loan to the Greek team that the guy that owns Cardiff, uh, owns Forest, Forest sorry, yeah. owns as well. Because um, he installed Carlos Corberan as manager there, and, and he only lasted 10 games, didn't he? Strangely enough. Yeah. So, so look, they are, yes, they're experienced championship players. We haven't got any, uh, or we have, but they're injured. So, um, yeah, I mean, would they walk into our side? Would I particularly want them at Ashton Gate? I'm, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of any of those four. But like you say, they are experienced, 
And in a game like that, they will get on the end of something sometimes well, and, and score and a goal. That in the well, Callum, Callum Robinson, well. Callum Robinson. If you, if anybody can remember this far back, well, he was, was on loan to us. He was on loan to us. Yeah, he was on loan for the. Yeah, he was on loan for the first half of the 15-16 season, the first season we had back in a division. And I'm not sure if Steve rated him. He was on loan from Aston Villa at the time. Uh, probably score. near Eric Williams and, and a few, a few players. players and scores against us. Yeah, he was at West Brom. He's, he's been around. Mm. He was at Sheffield United. He's been all over the place. Hasn't settled in the last few years. And he he's ended up at Cardiff transfer embargo where they must they must have a big settee because they keep finding money down the back of it. That's all I can say. What's that, you know? Yeah, you, you know. They did must, you say uh, Ian? Did you say Mite was was he an out of contract player at Reading? Yes, I I think they signed him and he would have been on. Decent wages. And, um, and Grant is on loan from West Brom, isn't he? Because you said he was a 16. He, 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 he I, I mean, I don't know to be for 100% sure, but I'm guessing that's the case. Yeah, and Mark's just Brom, having, a, having a bash at Google to see. Um, no, I mean, look, you, you can go on all day. Well, if we had this player, if we had that player, what it, it all comes back to is what we did in the summer and we got it wrong. Well, we didn't um, do enough. Well, we didn't do enough. We didn't spend any of the Scott money on either permanent signings or loans. And um, some of the signings that we have brought in um, are injured. He's yeah, on loan from West. He is on loan from West Brom. I mean, um, West Brom have got yeah, lots. I thought he might of, be. Lots of financial and he'll be problems, on, don't they? He'll be on massive money. Um, they got him the same reason we got Taylor Gardner Hickman because yeah. of their financial situation. They're so, at the end of their last you know, day financially, aren't they, West Brom? They're, they're in a lot of trouble. Um, so, look, it, we didn't utilise the Scott money. Now, if we hadn't made permanent signings, we could have made some loans. And in the end, we did do a loan when we knew that McCrory wouldn't be back until what Nigel Pearson described as January, February. Um, say Easter, say Easter then. Say Easter then with our record, yeah? Well, could have, yeah. I mean, we don't, we, we don't know. Um, but when I looked at the midfield today, we've got three what I'd call central holding midfield type players now. All of them are injured. Um, and of our defence, it's arguably three of Pearson's first choice back four right. are also out injured. And then at least one of our of our first choice forwards was injured and, he, and another one of the first choice ones for me was on the bench. But like I said, I don't think at the moment right. it matters much who we play up front because they they don't get any service from midfield yeah. and from the flanks. Let me, read, let me read some of the stuff off the text feed. Uh, this is Tomo. It'll be mad if Lansdowne pulls the trigger on Pearson soon in view of the injury crisis, but nothing would surprise me. Lansdowne needs to speak to the fans ASAP. Well, yes, he does, but he doesn't have to because... You know, it's his train set and he, he won't if he don't want to. Um, Matthew Seward says, you can't keep moaning about lack of creativity when Pearson is playing our most creative player of fullback. Does that mean Sykes? Yes. Possibly. Yeah, no, well, that's the only... Well, he's the most creative, but he's not the... the I think we could do I, I wouldn't say that. No, I, I think say what you've got last day... Sykes is a finisher, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. He, he can run in behind, can't he? Is he... Is he played out of position? And the answer is yes. Yes, he is. Is he creative? 
I, he's not the greatest crosser of the ball, and he got on the end of a few crosses coming in. Matt, who would, Matt you, who would you rather have on the right right wing, in Voyment or Mamete? Uh, Sykes, no-brainer. Yeah, there you go. answered All your right. own question then. Yeah, I have. Uh, Matt Moore said, we don't have quality in ranks, even if everyone was fit. No, there's no even. If everyone was fit, we'd still be looking at 10th to 8th. I don't know. I think if everybody's looking was fit and looking at our fully fit squad as people keep putting, oh, look at our injured 11, that would be a top-half team. I think we'd be a bit... Not I really. Think, I think we'd be at least eighth. And Matt Moore, again, he said, I don't understand not having loans, but I also don't understand the logic The logic wanting lots of homegrown players when we sell them as instantly, uh, instantly as soon as they show quality. And Mark, how did you feel today when you saw, I looked, 50 million quid's worth, near as damn it, of talent lining up for Bournemouth against Burnley today. And Semenyo scores, Lloyd Kelly's captain, and Alex Scott is uh, playing. And I think they won today as well, didn't they? It's pretty bloody galling and disheartening, isn't it, Mark? Well, but what can you do? What can you do, David? I mean, it, you, you've got to sell at some point. Um, agents will get in players' ears. They, they, want to, they want to better themselves. In the case of Alex Scott, uh, it was. I think we always knew that he'd leave. It was. It was going to be a when. We. 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 There's no way we can keep all older players when they're going to get salary five five times the salary they're getting at Aston Gate. Semenyo, I think, really. Um, he's that's a, that's a good move for him because I think the raw player. I don't think we ever saw the best of, of Antoine Semenyo. There was so, there was so much more for Antoine and and Alex Scott. Uh, but Antoine was a, such an exciting player and he's, that's a great move for him going to Bournemouth Alex I think we always expected it but what can you do to stop them the money's there the offer comes in you can't do anything about it the only way to, to do it is to succeed we can right. you know, be further up the, the, be further up the Ian, division Ian. well yeah for, you know, recruit better bring in better players to play alongside them and then they might stay because we might get in the top six there you what? go simple what? I mean, Nigel's got to get a free pass, isn't he, with these injuries? But let's roll the clock forward. We got two games between now and the next international, the next international break. Again, can we just have an international break month? I'm going to ring Gianni up and see if he can, if he yeah, can have all of November yeah, off. It'd be easier. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, we got we got <laughs> Wednesday, we got Wednesday at home uh, next week, and then uh, QPR. I'm just looking at the championship table while I'm talking. And then QPR away. Um, QPR were holding Leicester for a long period of the game today. Uh, those sides are sat in the bottom group. I mean, we're slap bang mid table. We've slipped away. We're still five points in the playoffs, um, which is you know third of the season gone. And then you look at Huddersfield. Huddersfield are five nine, points. Clear of, we're nine nine points off relegation. Yeah, nine points. But you know the bottom three are coming adrift. Um, perish the thought I mean Sheffield Wednesday we were talking about this the other week when uh, what was it um, who was it came to Ashton Gate in November 73 and Alan Whittle scored Crystal Palace wasn't it Crystal, Match of the day. Crystal Palace yeah. all season I mean this is a typical bloody banana skin for us next Saturday in against Sheffield Wednesday isn't it yeah well I was just looking at uh, our home form uh, or where we are in the home form table and where Wednesday are in the away form table. So in the home form table, we're 17th. Okay. So Wednesday are 24th 
in the away form table and their record is played seven, won none, drew one, lost six, scored three, conceded 14, minus 11 goal difference and one point. Where do you think that, have a, have a quick guess where yeah. that one, where that draw was away? Ipswich. Leicester? No, is it Leeds? Oh. Leeds. Right. So, uh, and that's a local, that, and that's a local derby. Yeah. yeah. So, so if, if the, the view would be, well, if we can't beat them, then we ought to seriously pack it in. And we should be able to, of the players that we've got fit, uh, we should be able to beat them, right? <laughs> but I, I'm, I mean, one thing that, that somebody called Matthew Seward has said on the comments that you didn't raise, Dave, was people are blaming Lansdowne, but you can't blame Lansdowne for the injuries. And that's very true. Um, we should be, now, if we get Zach and Cal Naismith back, um, even if that meant that... Uh, Cal could go and play in central midfield, which would be good. Um, then I'd say we should we should definitely beat them. But that really is a game that if we lost that, then I think Mr. Lansdowne might, I'm not saying would, might pull the trigger. Yeah. Um, because you like I said earlier on, you you can and there does need to be a real, I'll call it an investigation down there as to what the hell's going on with all these injuries because Pearson alluded to the fact that well a lot of the injuries not all the injuries have been in training and that's very true but a lot have yeah and they um, just think Ian just to think that well, I'll give you uh, Joe Joe Williams yeah Ross McCrory Eamon Benaroos yeah no we're training injuries we know what the list is it's it's no Dave hang on a minute you missed the point I'm arguing about, I'm talking about injuries that we got in training oh, yeah. and injuries that we got in games. So Matty James, for example, was injured in a game. Hayden Roberts was injured in a game. And uh, Tommy Conway was, was injured in a game. Hmm. So that's the difference. That's the point I'm trying to make. So, But there must be something with our fitness and conditioning or the, the training we're doing that is causing us to have I this wonder, injury is it, the playing, is it the playing surface up at the hamstring? Probably? No idea, Dave. No idea. No, I, don't, I don't know. To, we used to berate Andy Rolls and the court of Mark Ashton that they were crap, didn't know what they were doing. And now we've got a so-called expert. You know, is the ground cursed? You know, well, you've they... seen the um, you've seen we we've seen the facilities at the H. Oh God, I hate calling it that. At the, the training, training ground, cryogenic room. You know, uh, plunge pool. The the, the 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 amount of equipment in the gym. It's just ridiculous thing, you know. It reeks of uh, of, in, of investment, and then you to wonder, you know, with all this high tech stuff, you know, sports science coming out of your ears, data crunching like you've never seen before, and then when we suffer those injuries, you know, like self inflicted, they feel like you think, what the hell? You do think, what the hell's going on? Because they're they're backed up by those impact injuries on the field. Now you could pick up, put up with one or two, but when you when you've got 12, I mean, it's 12. Well, the 12 third choice, I didn't realise this. You told me. Yeah, it's crazy, you, isn't it? You texted me. The third choice bloody goalkeeper was one of our eight subs when we were allowed to name nine, wasn't he? So that was just to give him matches. Fourth, four, fourth choice. Oh, because one's injured, isn't it? Yeah. Who's, who was that? <laughs> yeah. Which one? To uh, Lewis Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Anyway, he was, so he, he was Nigel Pearson's Nigel Pearson's twenty third signing since he's been here, and he was signed on a short term contract because Harvey oh, Wall. Was that the guy from Forest Green? Yeah, yes. he's out with a knee injury. <laughs> Harvey's out with a knee injury. He all so, fit him well, wouldn't he? <laughs> What, what do you no, think? I'm, Let me ask I'm, you this question. Let me ask you this question. If we fail to win either of the next two games, Ian, you first. Do you think Pearson will be here when we play the next game after the international break? Well, the international break is a time that managers must dread if the club's not in great form because it's a really easy time for someone to press the trigger. And it was possibly not a great idea for Nigel to uh, talk about somebody in the hierarchy, questioning him and all this, that and the other. Um, be a After a game, that, okay, it was a game we'd won, so he had a little bit more latitude. But if he's looking for a new contract, I mean, honestly, people would say, well, you don't like Nigel Pearson. I like Nigel Pearson fine. I just don't like the results he gets. Mm. And he's not getting enough wins. Yeah. And it's the same for the last three seasons. Will he be here? If I was a betting man, I would say if we beat Sheffield Wednesday, he will. And if we lose to Sheffield Wednesday, he may well not be. You mean he might not make it to the international break if we lose to Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, I would say so. I would say it's probably that we've got to the point now where uh, Steve Lansdowne must be really cheesed off because he spent all this money and we'll keep talking about it up to about 300 million. I know a lot of it's gone on infrastructure, but it's lovely infrastructure. It's about half have. and half in, isn't it, roughly? It's in fact uh, uh, 64 yes. million. Yeah, I would I would say so. And, you know, he must be thinking, well, other clubs that have been more successful than us and that are being more successful than us this season haven't spent this kind of money. So why am, why am I not getting what enough yeah, bang for my buck? Yeah. All right. Maybe yeah, so I, mean, I think, I think, I think he's, he's partly responsible, but... I think um, if you look at it, he should be he should be have got better results with with the uh, with the players that he's got. Um, You're saying I mean, that two two Pearson, wins in yeah. seven, we should be getting we should be get we should still be getting better results. And uh, trying to justify, I mean, on on OTIB, I'm sorry, people out saying that he should be given a two year contract or a new deal. Are you just doing that out of sentimentality, or well, or, or, or is it just a? Yeah, is it just saying? A, while yeah, he's been in the top half of the table, we've yeah. been saying, we've been saying, or I've been saying, and you said it as well, Ian. But I think I probably said it first. Yeah, but you give him a rolling twelve-month contract from now. That is tantamount to just giving him a six-month extension. Then you get a whole tribe of people in one camp that say, "Oh, that's disrespectful." Blah 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 blah. blah. That's better than nothing, right? And you could give him a contract until the end of season that ends in 25. But, you know, I sort of get why Lansdowne's doing nothing, but it's starting to get to a critical, it is starting to get to a critical point. Now, let me just ask you the same question, Mark, that I asked Ian. You know, if he fails, now he could draw the next two, and then he's got the injuries in the background that, oh, it's not Pearson's fault the players are getting injured. Yeah, it's just rank bad luck. But do you think, 
if he fails to win one of the next two games, Mark, that he'll be here for the return of football after the international break. I think he, he, he could possibly get the push if we lose to Sheffield Wednesday. Now, it, they've got a chance to get their first win tomorrow. They're playing at home to, to Rotherham uh, in a nice big, big derby, uh, derby South Yorkshire uh, derby. South Yorkshire. So let's hope, uh, let's hope they, 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 they win that. But I think the sheer embarrassment, and you know what it's like at Ashton Gate, David and Ian knows this, the the, the the crowd won't there's no atmosphere unless there's something happening on the pitch and you can imagine if it, if it's nil nil or we're losing how dire the atmosphere is going to be the tension the the the, the, the you know the, the swearing is going to come that the expletives from the from the uh, and the sheer embarrassment of losing to Sheffield Wednesday if it is their first win of the season would have on the club you know and that well, it could give, I hate it to could say, give the excuse so yeah it could it could happen I yeah, hate to say well this, happen. but after the international the break... Is a new, the other problem I've got is, yeah, that could justify him going. But with our track record of recruiting managers, apart from the I odd know. one, and Steve Cottrell did a brilliant job when he, when he came in, you know, turned the club around. And the only mistake that we made was poor recruitment in the summer of 2015. The club really should have gone forward. It didn't. It didn't move forward. It should have done, and we should be. We should have been Ips, where Ipswich Town are now because well, we had confidence. Run, well, we had confidence running through that side. We had a we had a settled uh, way of playing. It just needed a couple of a couple of uh, additions, and we could have been in a great position. Yeah. Well, but with our track record of getting people, could you imagine him going and getting a well, foreign want, coach? There's about, lots of coaches out there, aren't there? Riders in a minute. I want to talk about riders, yeah, and riders yeah. in a minute. Well, yeah. I mean, I just think we cock it up. Ian, Ian, um, it, after the international break, right? You know, never, never mind what happens. After the international break, it goes Middlesbrough at home. Although I think they lost to Stoke today, didn't they? Yes, is that right? They did two 0 at home. All right, so their bubble burst a bit. Middlesbrough at home, Southampton away, Norwich at home. Three games in eight days after the international break. Yeah, that this is an easy. This has been a relatively easy um, run of fixtures, hasn't it? Thus far. But um, Ian, runners and riders. I mean, who was who was a Cardiff manager? Where, where has he come? What what was his background? I never heard of the bloke before this season. Do you know anything about him? Well, he was in Turkish football, wasn't he? I don't the know. Cardiff manager. Yeah, Mark. Do you know anything? I, about I, I don't him? know. A, I don't know a lot about him. Mark's on Google again. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just. No, he's on only fans. <laughs> 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 That's more fun. I'm trying to find it. it's ballot, isn't it? I can't. I'm trying to find. <laughs> I'm just let me just have a quick look. List of Cardiff, Cardiff City, Cardiff City managers. Just bear with me a second. Oh Christ! All right, Ian. Not, while you're doing now, I can't find him. Sorry, All right, Ian. Um, I mean, it'd be so Lansdowne to have joint managers of uh, Yule and Curtis Fleming, wouldn't it? Eh? I, I don't think they'd, they'd last much longer because you've you've got to look at it what we've got in now. They're all, including Dave Rennie. They're all Pearson's guys. So th this is another thing why I think they they haven't pulled the trigger because they'd have to get rid of a few. I mean I know if the player if they're under contract and they want to go they wouldn't want to go um, if Nigel got the push. Um, I think they'd want to stay, but it's a question of whether the new guy that came in. Would want them because if you're just going to go with what you've got now, you might as well hang on to Nigel Pearson. 
what's what's going to change yeah um coming to a, a a point um you know we got somebody at tomo said steve lansdowne must be cheesed off he has spent money previously yes but not in the last window which is when we needed it the most yeah but unfortunately tomo um the last two seasons before well the last two financial years before the one that hasn't come out yet we lost 70 million thick end of 70 million quid now i know he resided over that but it's still a lot of money and he had to put a lot of money in uh to to bail out if some would say his failures um and on terms of ross rovers fans we cheering if person signs a new deal couldn't care less about them i think they got enough problems of their own because they're not building a new stadium and they're going to redevelop the met that's the latest yeah, no, that came out. That came out today. All right, er, so. er, er, Errol Ballot came from uh, Gaziantep, a Turkish Super League team who I've never heard of. You know, very Fenerbahce, Galatasaray, Besiktas, that's uh, about, that's about it, who, really. who Adam Walsh played for. The famous Adam Walsh, briefly, didn't he? Uh, after he left, after he left City, yeah, he's um, uh, he's been he's been around. Even spent time at Eintracht Frankfurt, but yeah, he joined he joined in the summer. Um, but never heard, never heard, never heard of the guy before. But there yeah. you go. Ian, we're just bumbling along a bit at the moment, aren't we? This club, because you know it's it's pretty. I mean, a couple of people said on OTIB, you know, people that have been fans. Well, we've been fans for fifty years. People that have been fans for thirty years, so they didn't even have the joy of the the four seasons to coin that uh, book title. Um, but it is just it is just depressing because you want to get enthused but that was today yes we had the injuries but it was a so bristol city performance that we've just come to i mean i find it incredible it's six years ago it'll be since the famous man united game and cup run and that start of a season and 20th of december 2017 yeah i mean is it gonna be it what's what's the end gonna be because you know we, we, I, wish he, bloody, I wish he would sell yeah, because if he doesn't sell, he's still going to lose money. So if he's holding out for two hundred million, he, why don't you take? Dave, you can only. It, it's a bit like you trying to sell your house and nobody wants to buy it because um, you're asking five million quid for it when it's only worth a million quid. Mm. So it, it, that's what it's like. And he's 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 not going to. He doesn't need to sell it. It's not like he's skinned or anything like that. So he doesn't need to sell it. No one wants to buy it. Uh, because if someone wanted to buy it, it'd have been bought by now. Um, and the more games we lose, and the more there's a, a, a not a, a great feel good factor around the club. I mean, we say that, but the uh, the home attendances and the away support it's been fantastic. Yeah, what yeah. was it? Another three thousand there today. Yeah, yeah twenty two thousand again. Switch for a midweek game is. Great. I mean, they brought three thousand with them, but we're still very, well, with 14, very well supported. Season ticket holders, Ian, and a gate like there was in midweek against a mark. Sorry, the gate like there was against Ipswich in midweek. Fourteen thousand mm. season ticket holders. Three. There's still five thousand people making a conscious decision on a match day to rock up there when they've seen six home games and we've won two Seven. of them. Seven. Seven. And, and that's and that's and that's the point. Um, you know, once again, Tom and Boyce and I would have expected Lansdowne to give Pearson eight to ten million. I didn't think it would be that much, and I, we probably didn't need that much. But he could have given five very easily well, and stayed with him financially. But he obviously doesn't want to. Now, the question you have to ask is: 
is he just thinking well if i don't give him the money then it'll be available in january for someone else or is he thinking well i'll save it until january see where we are and if we're not if i don't think we're going anywhere i'll save it until next summer so we don't know and, and the point was made that steve needs to come out and do a, a one of his radio bristol interviews not not the, the club site that's a bit like pravda in it let's do an interview with mr putin and tell him how great he is um so you know he needs to do a nobody radio, at radio there's nobody at radio bristol now that is going to challenge him in the same way that jeff twentyman did yeah and oh, i think he can come on here then but he won't he come on here the, problem, he the problem with steve is he what he's done is he's he's destroyed his, his credibility to, to a big extent by saying those words, nest egg. He could have come and said, I want to make the club more sustainable, which is why I don't. I, I, I decided to do X, Y, and Z. Fair enough. But when you're talking about things like nest egg, people are, gonna just, people are just going to switch off. You might as well talk about franchises. You know, just you're, you're just going to turn people against you. They're going to think, what the hell? You, you've invested the money. Don't start talking about piling up a stack of money what what are you going to do with it i know it's your money well, but don't don't start talking about like that it's well, just crazy yeah. oh god no i'm just I, i'm just this is this is pissing me off not not well, this i think people are disillusioned but by the same time there doesn't yeah, seem I to be because yeah, there don't seem to be that many people yeah i mean are, are there a lot of people disillusioned with nigel pearson if you, you look at polls and things like that wanted him to have a contract last week yeah and the sat, qu yeah. my question to them would be why yeah and, why? and all you get is well he hadn't had any money to spend that's the only thing that people and look at the job he did at leicester i mean nobody seems to be tuned into what his record is here and how we're doing and how you're we're playing because like, you'll sound like mark carter if you carry on like that Ian. <laughs> Well, it's not not a question of sound like Mark Carter. It's a question of stating facts. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, and you know. he says he hasn't had money to spend, but he's had how many transfer windows has he had, and how many players has he bought? Well, there's twenty-three. There, 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 the, there are there there are only a few clubs in the in the championship who can actually boast some of the facilities that we've got. The, 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 in the grounds, in the training, in the tra in the training, and and the some of the some of the uh, the budgets that we got have access to the staff that we got. But at the end of the day, if you don't get the results on the pitch, you can have all the as many shiny bulbers as you like. It makes no difference whatsoever, and that's what are going to help fans. But um, yeah, it's it, a results it, at the game. moment, it's a I, results I, game. I, I, I so we 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 you, you and say we'll David. We'll take. We, we're in a position where, where we'll take winning football over entertaining football right now because we're oh, not winning yeah, games. Absolutely. You say about facilities, Mark. Let me just come back to you, Mark, yeah. on there. Okay. Leicester, probably better than us. Ipswich, their ground's a bit shabby. Leeds, their ground's a bit shabby. Don't know what their training ground is unless it's the one over the back of the stand where Cuff used to do it. Southampton, probably good ground. Cardiff, yeah. don't know what their training ground is like. Hull got a new stadium. Sunderland from that... Uh, documentary series Sunderland's training ground I would say is better than ours don't know about Preston don't know about West Brom Middlesbrough Stoke Blackburn maybe not great Swansea don't know Birmingham shitty ground being redeveloped Watford not a great ground Norwich Millwall Plymouth probably haven't got great I, th I think we've 
I would say in that league, there's half of the clubs that have got facilities comparable, or we've got facilities that are comparable. Yeah, we haven't. Oh, we won't have the budget to some of those because a lot of those have spent time in the Premier League and they've yeah. been able to. They're, they're they've had parachute parachute money, and and to some extent they'll they'll still be retaining a lot of the a lot of the players, although on reduced wages because when they're relegated, they'll they they probably sign clause in their contract to say that they'll be on reduced wages when they get relegated into yeah. the Championship, whilst yeah. they're eyeing a move to another club because. Of course, there's going to be a big churn when you when you go down. Uh, lots of clubs bounce back, but you know, look at Norwich now. I mean, I'm surprised. I didn't realise they were actually below us in the league. You know, mm-hmm. Norwich were always relied upon to bounce straight back, but uh, they're really treading water, treading right. water at the moment. Okay, um, no, I want to, I want, I want to go and get me Charlie Brigham's supper in a moment. Um, we'll be back. Doing I didn't know he brought. I didn't know he still brought yours over, David. He doesn't bring it. No, I got it at Tesco's this afternoon. Um, thank you, Mark Minto. Great listen, guys. Depressing looking at Bournemouth Burnley game. Four X City players. Of course, Josh Brownell in the Burnley game. And as somebody said, Hanoa Masengo, you'd be playing regularly for Bristol City if you hadn't let your dad get inside your ear. And as a person put on Twitter, where your ninth choice midfielder up at Burnley. Uh, Ian and Mark, thank you as always. I say we'll be back next weekend, probably be Sunday morning. Although I've got a christening to go to up in London on Sunday, so it might even be Saturday. Ian, you can come around my house and do it, and Mark will give you time to get home. But uh, well, I, yeah, um, we don't. I'll be wearing a different. We don't. I'll be I promise I'll wear a different shirt, and I'm going to yeah. get me worry beads and me prayer right. out for no, the next no, week. We, we don't that? like moaning. We're disillusioned. We're upset. We want the best for City, and you know, as it's always been, this podcast when we launched it in the middle of lockdown, you know, it's a. It enables us to vent our spleen in the same way that we would if we were down the pub chatting about this. And I think, you know, that's what everybody who listens, all 12, 1,500 of you now most weeks, you know, you you wouldn't listen if you didn't uh, concur with our views or even if you don't. Some people say, you know, positive comments don't always agree but like the content. So, Ian and Mark, thanks for your contribution. Everybody, thanks for listening. All the best, everybody. Until next time. Bye bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. There's a time I always feel happy, as happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bow, bow, bowing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up. Cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours, I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song, when red, red robins are bubba-bubbing along. Red, red robin come bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, 
singing a song when the red red robin starts bob bob bobbing along. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.